Well, hello everybody. Welcome in. We're three games through the PNTT, and we got a lot of interesting stuff going on. This is Coach V. I'm going to kind of take you through what's happening in each group and talk a little bit about it. And uh, yeah, we'll see if we can. Uh, we'll see if we can if anything comes out of it. So um, we'll just talk briefly about each group and what are the things we're noticing. You know, what what happened so far? So let's look at the Hickman group. And today was a big day in the Hickman group because they're number one seed. You know, I think most people were looking at their schedule and they're like, okay, Montpelier is going to get a loss to this Ann Arbor team. But for the second straight season, they didn't just beat Ann Arbor. They destroyed them. And this rivalry game is becoming one of the most fun ones in League 31. Ann Arbor and Montpelier, two straight seasons the Peepers have beat Ann Arbor Bing Bongs. And you know what happened? Anthony Baker, 9 for 22. Um, Andrew Tucker played average, you know, and it's it's one of those things that you look at, at the box score and you're like, wow. And then you go down a little bit and you see their power forward. Samuel Stewart on 11 shots got 13 points, 19 rebounds. That's right. 19 rebounds. Helping them out-rebound Ann Arbor 54 to 31. They got, so Ann Arbor missed, uh, or sorry, Montpelier missed uh, 42 shots. 18 of those rebounds went to Montpelier. Nine of those rebounds were by Samuel Stewart himself. And that's just a big deal. It's like, okay, almost half their misses. They got back and got to put up another shot. They took 13 more shots than them, two more free throws, made five more free throws, um, and one less turnover. So they won the shot battle, and uh, those extra shots really, really helped them. Um, another storyline from this game is Javier Garrett, the backup point guard. You know, he's... He, he had some big shoes with um, Tanner Wilkerson, who was the 11 out of the 52-11 class um, at point guard, uh, kind of running the show. But Javier Garrett, sitting behind him, went 7 for 8 today in a huge win against Ann Arbor. So this is sending shockwaves through the PNTT. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, something, it's something to... Something to think about, you know. Um, this team's this team's pretty good. They took care of business versus Huntsville. It wasn't a huge win, and they took care of business against St. Louis, who's also two and one. So St. Louis and Lubbock are two and one, um, and so St. Louis and Lubbock are two and one. And Lubbock has a big edge because of their uh, fifty-five point or forty-five point blowout of Huntsville. That's really helped them. Um, they won, they won a big game against Rockford. So they have a really good point differential, but they still have San Antonio and Montpelier, two of the hottest teams in the PNTT coming up. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, I don't think Lubbock can, uh, and they have Aurora who's a solid team in themselves. So I don't think Lubbock can make it. 
um, St. Louis, even though they beat a solid Rockford team, their schedule is just so hard. It's really hard to see it. But, you know, St. Louis next up, they have um, Plainview and then they got Lansing before um, Huntsville. So, you know, you got to be four and two and you have to have a pretty solid point differential if you're going to get one of the, I think it's four at large uh, bids this year, um, which, yeah. I think it's a little bit more than usual, but um, that's what we're doing this year because of the extra teams. So um, St. Louis did beat a solid Aurora team. They beat a solid Lubbock team. They kept it close, only nine points versus uh, nine point loss against uh, Montpelier. And these guys are a really solid defensive team. So, you know, they could. They could go 5 and 1. They could beat Plainview. Plainview's 1 and 2 so far. They haven't played as good as their. Um, record as you would think they should be right now uh and lansing's one and two as well um both those teams are teams that you're like okay they should be the top of the top but they're not performing like it yet at least so something to think about something to think about for sure um so that is yeah the hickman group so let's look at the Johnson group. So the Johnson group still looks like it's Ann Arbor's to lose. Um, Yuma got beat pretty good by Ann Arbor. Um, Clemson's one and two, but Yuma's two and one. They're they're actually doing pretty solid. They beat Glendale today. They beat Reno by six, um, but they got Lansing, Lincoln, and then Clemson. So if they can win all three of those or get a decent point differential going into those out of, out of those three games, they could see themselves as one of the at-large teams for sure. Um, you know, Clemson, one and two, bad point differential. Reno, 0-3. Those teams aren't going to make it into the uh, PNTT playoffs, I don't think. But yeah, the real story of the night is Ann Arbor getting just dominated, um, just dominated. And, you know, Montpelier is saying, why not us? Why not us? They they feel really good. And even with that, Ann Arbor is still 2-1. They have a 45-point differential, even with that uh, loss. So let's look at the Ross group. Um, this one's really interesting because you have three teams that are all 2-1. You got Rockford, Clearwater, and Charlotte. And then Glendale, who's 0-3. Um you know, they, they got a solid team, um, and the schedule gets a little easier now that they're into the other half, uh, other than their game against Rockford, I think. But, um, but yeah, something to, you know, something to look at. You know, Caprice has not had um, the year um, so far that he was hoping, the peanut that he was hoping for. Christopher Edwards has done a little better, but he hasn't had the best tournament either let's look at the three two and one teams so you got clearwater um clearwater they got that 30 point win against glendale and they played a really solid yakima team yakima's a so they lost to rockford by 13 um and then they played a really solid yakima team and it was a you know it's it's a normal yakima game close and uh Clearwater starts pulling away at the end. They, they're down by two. Uh, Joshua Cook makes an AM one with three minutes left. Reynolds hits a couple free throws and another shot. Um, 
Corbin Montgomery puts up Yakima, though, by two points with 57 seconds left. And Dave Wilson got fouled with 13 seconds left. Christopher Rose gets the gets the ball, shoots, but he misses the mid-range, and it goes to overtime. In overtime, you know, the um, Christopher Rose and Montgomery were playing great. They put him up, but Joshua Cook hit a huge – Javante Reynolds hit an and one with two minutes left, and then Joshua Cook followed up with a three to put him up one. Dave Wilson hits – um, and and one uh, to put him up by four. Reynolds puts him up by six, uh, and uh, and then there was some other things. But um, you know, Biakama made it close at the end. But Clearwater pulls out a really big victory. Lots of points in this game. This game went one hundred twenty <laughs> to one hundred seventeen, and Javante Reynolds had a twenty nine game score. Dave Wilson. Had a 32 game score. Um, John Harrison had a had a uh, 24.5 game score with 10 rebounds and 11 assists. So a lot of really good players there. Big time win for Clearwater, the Sit Rockers. They, um, yeah, they earned that one. And you know, you're looking forward at the schedule. It's like, okay, you got Albuquerque. Albuquerque is uh, two and one so far. Um, so not doing too bad. And then they got Hot Springs, who's on a roll. They're 3-0. That's going to be a tough team to beat. And then after that, they finish with Charlotte, who's 2-1. So Charlotte's another team. They're fresh off a Final Four appearance. And they lost to Rockford pretty good. But they beat Glendale by 9. And then they killed Dearborn. And Dearborn's a really solid team. They killed them by 25 points. They held them to 49 points in that game. Dearborn beat Rochester by eight. They lost to New York City by eight. Dearborn, I think, has a lot of talent, but um, really it was the defense. Uh, they they only held them to 50 shots. They got 20 extra shots over them. They got 16 re- offensive rebounds to Dearborn six. Um, they only turned it over seven times. And, you know, when you get 20 extra shots, <laughs> you're playing with house money. And uh, that's a that's a big-time win right there. Also, it didn't hurt. Their free throw defense was really good in that game. They held Dearborn to four for 13 from from the free throw line. So that always helps a little bit. Um, so looking forward, Charlotte has um, Aberdeen, uh, who's who's struggling. They're trying to figure out their, their footing. Then Reno, and then Clearwater. So I think Aberdeen and Reno are wins for Charlotte. And then they finish up with Clearwater, and that's going to be a good game. Um, you know, kind of a defense versus offense uh, type game. I'm really interested to see how that one goes. I think that one, I think that's a playing game right there. Um, and then depending on how Rockford does, Rockford has Boise, Albuquerque, and then Glendale. Um, I think they'll be Albuquerque and Glendale. Boise's a solid team, though. So, um, I, and then Clearwater... You look at them, they have Albuquerque, Hot Springs, and Charlotte. I talked about it. So they have the hardest of the three schedules, I think, with Hot Springs and Charlotte. Um, but, you know, Clearwater can't afford to lose one with their point differential and um, still win the group. But Charlotte's really solid. And um, Rockford 
Rockford's really solid. So, I mean, I could see this going a lot of different ways. Um, we'll find out a lot about these teams after the next game. Let's look at the next group. We have the uh, striker, uh, the Feller group. Okay, so um, we just talked about Yakima. They, they came up short in a game that was really, I mean, if they would have won that game versus Clearwater, I mean, that had a lot of implications, but if they would have won that game versus Clearwater, they would have all but locked up this group because New York City dropped one that I don't think their coach was thinking they were going to drop to Jefferson City. They lost by four. Um, Damian Dunning had a great game, 13 for 19. Mark Woodson, four for only went four for 15, though, and that really hurt. Russell Bristol, they kind of shut him down, but had a tough time with Dalton Wynn. Uh, going 11 for 18. Uh, and it, it looked pretty good for um, New York City. They were up eight going into the fourth quarter. Um, but they, they had a lot of turnovers, missed a couple shots. Uh, they went up eight with seven minutes left. And then um, a big three pull uh, by Alex Sorison with six minutes, pulled them within three. They, they It seemed like they keep getting a big lead, and then it gets cut by a couple threes and timely threes. Russell Bristol with three minutes left. They're down by five. He hits a three. Damian Dunning comes down, hits a big shot. Then he hits another three to pull him within one. Damian Dunning splits the free throws, and then Dalton ties ties it up. There's a minute 52 left, and Russell Bristol um, hit an and one. So this guy, he didn't do much, but the fourth quarter, he really turned it on, and that, and then he hit another three with a minute left. <laughs> so he had 22 points, okay, and and um, 17 of those were in the last six minutes and 30 seconds of the game. <laughs> so you can – it wasn't his best game, and that's probably why uh, – they were down so much. Um, part of that was a little bit of foul trouble, but you know, kudos to him. He didn't foul down the stretch, and um, he got a big win for Jefferson City. And that just leaves New York City in a tough spot. They have Ann Arbor next. I don't think you can expect them to win that game. I mean, maybe Ann Arbor just lost, but then Carbondale and Rochester. Rochester's had its problems. I mean, I think they can beat Rochester, and Carbondale's winnable too, but. I don't think three and three makes you into the PNTT, especially with Yakima playing so good. They were almost three and zero, and they finished with St. Paul, who's also three and zero, Hershey, and then Dearborn. So I could see them going three and three, but you know, I, I they're they're a pretty safe pick, I think, to win this group. Let's look at Dearborn. Dearborn's one and two, lost a lost a tough one and really lost on the point differential. They finished up with Carbondale, Macon. And then Yakima, if they can, I'm, uh, Carbondale and Macon are, are winnable games. Carbondale's a solid team for sure. Um, they're 2 and one but they don't score a lot, you know. They beat a solid Plainview team by two points, and they beat Lincoln by five points. Carbondale, uh, you know, they're relying on Scott Richter, their, uh, their point guard, and Ethan Monahan, who was, has been playing great, 17 points a game. So, um, you know, I like their schedule coming up, but they, they got, yeah, uh, I'll stop talking about Carbondale here because 
it's it, it's not their group <laughs> um, that that we're talking about. So anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so New York City's you know they got I I just don't see a way Yakima. Um, I think they could lose to St. Paul and that could open the group, but you know, are they going to lose, are they going to lose more than one game out of St. Paul, Hershey and Dearborn? I find that hard to believe. I think they could definitely beat St. Paul because they're a really solid team and they got a lot of things going for them. So we'll see how that goes, but I like Yakima in this group. Um, and you know, the, Corbin Montgomery, the 6'6 power forward, he's been shooting 62.5% true shooting in these games. Tanner Stallworth, 63.3%. Can they keep it up? <laughs> you know, uh, that that's the question. Their bench has not been doing great, but their starters are playing incredible. So you got to ride with your starters, and um, I like what they're doing. Let's move on and talk about the striker group. So San Antonio has kind of put their foot down and they got a they got a hold on this group. They just beat a really solid Salt Lake City team. Uh, Christian Brown went for 16. Um, Daniel Jacobs played great defense and um, Avery Green kind of struggled. He did score 27 points, but he took 24 shots to get there. Um, and this is a pretty efficient team. And where they won this game was they got 18 offensive rebounds compared to Salt Lake City's seven. They forced 14 turnovers compared to their eight. And they got to the line 19 times compared to Salt Lake City's 14. So uh, they they got about 14 more shots, shot worse percentage. But, you know, uh, they made a couple extra threes. And, uh, yeah, this team this team's really solid. Um, and they're figuring out their footing. They're figuring it out. Um, he's he's going with a lot of – he's going with the guys that were there last year, and he's kind of sprinkling in the freshmen, trying to get, get their feet wet. So um, San Antonio looks like one of the favorites for sure um, so far. And, you know, a lot of that's due to Grant Cathy and, uh, and Christian Brown, Preston Copeland. They, they – yeah. So the other teams in this group – Nashville, after losing that first game to um, to San Antonio, has come back with two big wins. They won by 14 tonight, today, in a rivalry game against Rochester, and also had a rivalry game against Ocala, um, where they won by 23. So, big games there. I'll real quick, um, San Antonio has Lincoln, and then Lubbock, and then Ocala. So, not the easiest schedule, but, you know, I they already have a big point differential. I don't see that point differential. Like, so even if they lose one, the only team that could catch them is us. And, you know, I just don't, I don't think we can, but I think, I think our team can make the PNTT, um, PNTT playoff as an at large team. If we can keep this point differential up, uh, Brady Wilkie's been playing great so far and it's kind of been a balanced attack for us. You know, Brady Wilkie's averaging 12 and 10, um, Marcos, 9 and 10. Uh, you got Landon Barisi. He, he didn't play, he didn't start the first game, but since then he's been playing great. 13 points a game on 69.8% true shooting. As a team, we're shooting 54.5%. And man, when you're just shooting that well, it just, it just feels good. <laughs> we've struggled shooting the last couple of years, and I think we've found a little recipe. Brandon Roberts has been the kind of, um, worst player, um, shooting, but 
I, I, I don't mind how he's playing. I think he's playing great, and I trust him a lot. I trust him with some big things, and he's he's a guy that I think is gonna is gonna help us a lot as we um, move forward. You look at our schedule. We have Ames, Plainview, and then Virginia Beach. I think we can beat Virginia Beach. They're a solid team. They're in this group too, but you know they're one and two so far. They beat, they won in overtime versus Ocala, and then they got killed by San Antonio, which everyone does, and then they lost today against Albuquerque. They have a really tough schedule coming up. They got Inglewood, Montpelier, and then us. So I expect them to get. I expect them to have a little bit of a hard time in those games, <laughs> um, but we'll see. You know they have they have some talent. You know, and um, but. You know, Inglewood and Montpelier might be the two best teams with San Antonio in this group, and it's just tough for them that they have to play three of those teams. Uh, you, um, so, yeah, let's look at Ocala. Ocala today came back with a big win. They got their first win, and they beat a really solid team. So they lost a heartbreaker that they shouldn't have lost to Virginia Beach in overtime. And then today... Um, they played a really solid Lansing team, and it was one of those games where it's like, okay, what's going to happen here? Lansing was up for a lot of the game, and, you know, um, Elijah Joshua did not have a great game. Um, he entered the fourth quarter, I think, with um, four points. <laughs> so this guy's a guy that's used to scoring 30, and, you know, five-point deficit with five minutes left. Aaron Martin, Martin makes a big shot. Elijah Joshua, he, he entered the period with four points, but he scored a few. And Aaron Martin really carried this team, um, scoring some big buckets. And Elijah Joshua had nine points, um, nine points in the fourth quarter, I think, um, which, which was big. But he had a big shot with two minutes left. And... Lansing struggled to score here. Um, they scored a couple. Evan Edgerton put them up by five with a minute left. Bird hit a shot. Martin turned it over. And Stephen Lewis got um, fouled. Or he made a shot with 19 seconds left. Aaron Martin got fouled. And he misses the front end of the one-on-one. -on -one. Anthony Fletcher gets a really good look with four seconds. And he just misses. And Stephen Lewis gets the ball. Two seconds left, and he passes the ball out to Anthony Fletcher, who doesn't have time to get up a shot. And, you know, it's one of those games, and we'll talk about Lansing a little bit, but it's one of those games where you're like, what happened there? You know, why did, well, like, what happened there? Why didn't um, why didn't you shoot that when you had a chance, uh, Stefan? Like, that's, that's one of those head scratchers. Um, but it's a huge win for Ocala. You look at their schedule coming up. They got Rochester, rivalry game, Aberdeen. Those are two winnable games before their final game against uh, San Antonio. But because they play San Antonio and they already are below, pretty far back, 23, minus 23 in point differential, it's going to be hard for them to make the make any sort of run. So I think it's, it's San Antonio, I think, has the group all but locked up. And then Nashville, had, we have a chance at um, making the PNTT playoff let's look at the styles group we were already talking a little bit about lansing in the styles group this is one of the most talented groups out there um let's start with inglewood inglewood put the world on notice when they beat lansing by 32 points they did they only beat uh, wooster by one point um and wooster's got a really solid team uh but they only beat him by one point um and then 
They only and they beat Denver by 15, but they scored 100 points. I mean, uh, Jacob Hines, he's playing, he's playing pretty good. But that 32 point win against Lansing kind of put the world on notice. Hines has been shooting 56.6 percent, 26 points per game. They're scoring 92 with 55 percent true shooting. This team looks really good with that one-one class. I mean, they got so much talent, you know. I mean, they got ties galore on this team, so that really helps when you when you win all those ties and you got a got a solid team. That should be enough to get them out of the PNT, PTT this year. And also, like they have a shot at winning this um, NTT or this peanut for sure, especially looking at their schedule: Virginia Beach, Flagstaff, and Macon. Flagstaff's two and one. They're solid, no doubt, but their their schedule isn't great. Or their 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 team isn't a world beer. They should, I th- I I expect Inglewood to go three and zero in this. And you know, it's tough to say, but um, them and them and San Antonio, I think, are the favorites to be the team one and two seeds in the Peanut um, playoffs. So, especially because they beat their their toughest teams that they've they've had to play. Let's look at Wooster. Wooster has a really good shot, I think, at um, at making the um, at making the playoffs just because they have such a good point differential in their group. Uh, they lost by one to Inglewood. They switched out of their zone and they beat Macon by twelve. And they, today, <laughs> they beat. Boise by 31 points. So next up, they got Huntington Beach, Salt Lake City, and Lansing. Those are tough games. Those are really tough games. Um, but if you go two and one, there's a good shot you can make the peanut peanut playoffs. So um, I want to see if Wooster can do that. They got a really solid team. Uh, two years ago, they were the champs. Last year, um, they didn't they didn't make the playoffs. Um, this year, they signed two ties and Jack Drake and uh, Charles Williams. And, you know, that, that, that'll help your, they'll help your cause for sure. Um, Charles Williams has been playing great. So while they are two and one, um, you know, you got to look at that schedule and think, you know, are they going to be able to keep it up? Uh, Or, you know, is, are things going to go a little south for them? It's, it's hard to say. Um, but you know, I will say this much, they have a, they have a good point differential and if they make the PNTT playoffs after playing Huntington Beach, Salt Lake City and Lansing, um, I, I think you can, you can conclude that it was worth it. Like they're, they're worthy of it. They have a really, really solid team. 